Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you back to another edition of Marnie's Friends. Today, we are talking about how to build and grow a sustainable speaking ministry, and our guest is Robin Dykstra. Now, during this hour, you're going to learn about how motivations matter, how prayer works, how good reports help, the power of perseverance, compelling stories, how to use them, practices, makes how how practice makes nearly perfect, uh, how to be visible, how to if you ask not, you will have not. How to invest in attendees, be polite, be professional, be relevant, and more. And our guest today is Robin Dykstra. She's a vibrant speaker, teacher, and inspirational storyteller. And her programs are filled with exciting, often humorous stories and practical applications that teach women biblical truths and glorify Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. She's here today to share with us her tips and strategies for how she's built and grown grown her own speaking ministry and what you can learn from that as well. So welcome to you, Robin. Thank you, Marnie. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, I am excited to share your insights here. We have a lot of speakers over at womenspeakers.com, which um, you're, you have your speaking ministry over there, and of course I'm the web hostess of that site. And our goal always is to see women's, uh, women speakers Um, being able to get out there and speak as much as possible, as much as God has ordained for each of you. And, of course, how to connect with women's ministry leaders in different ministries. And, Robin, when I was um, looking at your stuff, I was thinking, um, you have a pretty full calendar, and I would like you to just share with the other speakers and those who are thinking of maybe going into a speaking ministry how how you do it, how, what is it that you're doing, and you're doing something right, and I just wanted to pick your brain about that for an hour here on the air, and everybody can listen in, and then you guys can um, check out her website over at robindykstra.com, and Robin is spelled with an I, R-O-B-Y-N, and Dykstra spelled with a Y, D-Y-K-S-T-R-A. Okay, robindykstra.com. Robin, let's go ahead and start with um, maybe how long you've been speaking, and maybe if you want to just give us a, an idea of maybe one of your favorite types of events. Oh, sure. I've been speaking for nearly 25 years. So I've been, I started really small. I, I talked to a lot of Bible study groups. I led Bible studies. And I talked to, um, you know, coffee clutches and little women's groups. I, my mother would tell you that I was standing up in my crib demanding a spotlight. I just was born to do that. <laughs> so I, I'm not uncomfortable in front of a group, but I think what, what really propels me is for other women, women to know the freedom that I have in Jesus, to understand how much he loves us and how much he wants for us and not to live in... Um, you know, in the box where we where we don't think we deserve anything better than what we have, because that's not what Jesus died and rose to give us. Mm. And that's really where you start with your training today is that motives matter. Right. 
And I, oh, I didn't answer the question. What's my favorite kind of, of place to talk? Gosh, any place where there's another woman there, I will <laughs> be happy to talk one-on-one across the kitchen table with you or right. one to several hundred women in a conference. I am fun. And I, I just think that Jesus was fun. I don't think anybody wins um, a person to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by being pinched and difficult. <laughs> so I, I want my, my events to be fun and um, so really any place that there are a couple women gathered is okay with me and they always have great food. I'm a big fan of eating. So <laughs> I'm pretty easy <laughs> to work go. with. <laughs> events with women and great right. food sounds like a good good combination. Chocolate's yep. always good. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. Never go wrong. Well, let's- Let's wing back around and talk about Motors Matter because that was really, this is really your heart is not just to be up in front of a group, but it's really why you're up there. Right, it is. I think that um, it's important when you consider going into a speaking ministry that you consider what your motive is. And if your motive is just bringing attention to yourself or creating an income stream, it's probably not going to go as far and as fast as it does when you put Christ at the center of it and say, I'm not in this just for me. I am in this so that you can get what I have. I want you to know my Jesus the way I know my Jesus. I want you to be able to see light at the end of the tunnel. I want to connect women with other women so that they can walk through difficult circumstances together. So when you think about considering an opportunity to talk, I think that the most important thing is to consider why. Do you really want other women to know your Jesus, or do you do you just want to draw attention to yourself? That is so important, absolutely. And yeah. we kind of talked about that in a program we just did recently um, about starting your own radio or TV show, too. And if right. it's really just validation, if it's a validation issue that you're trying to meet that need through public speaking or through anything else that's a visible ministry, there's going to be some really hard knocks there for you because a yeah. lot of times that is not how God wants to validate you. <laughs> so right, you really exactly. Need to be okay okay with you with or without the ministry and then go forward with it from that. You said something earlier too that I wanted to um, come back to real quick here too. You said that when you were a baby you felt like your mom said you know right from the crib you needed a spotlight on you and there is something about that that there is inside of a speaker um, and this is something that's not necessarily born um, sometimes this develops quite a bit later in life but there's some kind of a drive inside that says I have something I must share. Not that uh, some of right. some speakers, like for, for instance, you maybe are, um, me, I feel very comfortable on a platform. I love it there. That's a very fun and safe place for me. But for some people, that's a terrifying place. And yet the motivation is so strong deep down that they have they are compelled to share something. And whether right. you're comfortable on a stage or not, it is the motivation that's the compelling drive um, versus necessarily the... Um, ease of it or something else. Right. I agree with that. I I think I've, my bent, my spiritual gifts are more towards teaching, and I love to do that. Um, I think that since I wasn't raised in a Christian home, it wasn't until I started going to Bible studies and was 
learning about um, the truth and the promises that God's offer is that I really found my sweet spot in terms of topics because as soon as I got a hold of that Bible, I was like, why doesn't everybody know this? Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, just one thing led to another, and that's how I ended up speaking. Yeah, yeah. Your next uh, piece of advice for us is that prayer works. So maybe just give us an example of that or how you actually tap into that for yourself. Sure. I pray for God to open doors for me. I pray for him to give me places to speak and things to say, fresh things to say, because not every talk is the same. And you have to tailor your information, what you're going to give your audience to the people who are going to be there. And I also recruited women around me who are invested in me to pray with me so that, um, you know, we're, we're two or three and gathered in agreement that God the Father can pay some attention to that. Um, I, I think that when you, when you put prayer first, it really keeps you humble. It keeps you reminded about this isn't, you aren't the queen of the universe. This is God's ministry. This is what you're doing to glorify him, to represent him well, to teach about him and and keeps him, you know, primarily focused. Yeah. It is just such a key and critical factor to mm-hmm. have it, to do it, to trust right. that that is God's um, really vehicle for us to stay in his will and on track with him. And right. It is, it is so wonderful. And I love, I love especially when things are falling apart or when things are very unclear um, mm-hmm. Robin, every every morning for years and years, I put on the spiritual armor, and yeah. I always put up my shield of faith first. Even though in the Bible that isn't the first thing I do, I have right. <laughs> I put up my shield of faith because it's like a dressing room door for me. And then I and then right. I do head and shoulders, knees and toes, and I do in my helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, shoes of peace. Then I pick up my sword. Uh, when I put up my shield of faith uh, for several, I was just realizing this the other day that for several years I would say. I have faith to believe even when I cannot see. I have faith to believe even when I cannot see. And I realize that now I'm not there anymore. Now I have faith to see or faith to believe for things that I have seen some of, that I've really already seen some of. And and it's just there's, there's more and there's additional to what has already come. But now I can really see more clearly and the faith is, you know, always in God. But sometimes he's put this vision in our heart, and we have to, we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes, about the power of perseverance. But the power of prayer to me really, really um, is so comforting when things are unclear, when I have to wait, or when something that I've been counting on falls through, or when something I've hoped for doesn't even look possible. And you just have, the prayer is such a wonderful gift at those times because it connects us in it. It gives us confidence and peace that God is in control, not me. I could not agree more. I wanted to be a speaker in the worst way from the time I cracked the Bible the first time. But I had to learn what was in it first. Mm-hmm. So there was a season of training that had to happen. So God didn't let me make a big mess in front of a bunch of other women. And then when my little guys, I have two children, they were seven and four and their dad died. 
And so mm-hmm. I really felt like God needed me. I mean, it just put everything upside down. I was just, they were just walking, talking, potty trained, able to stay home with a babysitter for, you know, a little while. And um, I just really felt God say, you need to be the anchor here. You need to stay home. You need to be the stabilizing force in their lives. And so any activity that I had dreamed of for, you know, for traveling or for speaking, being, you know, launching a ministry, all that got put on hold because the timing wasn't right. Right. But the praying for it still gave me hope that there was Mm. something that could happen in the future. I mean, we leave all the answers to God. He might have said no, but I had to wait for the timing, and the timing didn't end up being perfect for me to do a lot of speaking until after I graduated from high school. Yeah, I just... I hope you are listening to this. Those of you who are listening, there are seasons, seasons for everything, and you often don't yeah. get to pick that. You get to, right. and not that all of you should wait until your kids are out of high school. I'm not. We're not saying right. that. God has a different season yeah. for everybody. But just right. if it isn't time yet, yet you have that compelling drive in your heart, just continue on. Just hold on to hope. Hold on to faith and keep looking to God. We're going to come right back and talk about good reports, power of pers- perseverance and compelling stories we'll be right back do you ever need speakers for dinners retreats conferences or other women's events check out www.womenspeakers.com it's the largest online directory of christian women speakers in the world featuring over 1500 christian women speakers some near you and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine so you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com that's women speakers well, everybody, thank you for being here today. This is Marnie Swedbrick, and our guest today is Robin Dykstra, and we are excited to be talking about how to build and grow a sustainable speaking ministry. You can learn more about our guest over at her website, robindykstra.com. Robin, we're going to talk right now about good reports, and I really want to spend a little bit of time here because I think that this one is maybe um, possibly under undervalued in the speaking ministry. So tell us tell us your thoughts on good reports. Well, when I was dreaming of being a speaker and then had this upheaval with when Jay died, my husband died, God opened doors for me to speak to a lot of MOPS groups. So and MOPS are mothers of preschool children groups or moms groups and they that gave me an opportunity to really, a couple of things. One, hone my my speaking skills and really speak life into women who were just a little bit behind the the season of life where I was. So I, I could say, you will survive because I did, and it was very encouraging to them. But because I spoke at a lot of MOPS groups, then they grew up and they grew out of their MOPS group season and went on to be part of women's ministry directors and no women's ministry directors. They got moved all over the place. And they remembered that I was entertaining, biblical-based, truthful, honest, vulnerable, always vulnerable. And 
a lot of those women would call me years later and say, are you still speaking? I remember what you say, and I, I would like to have you come to my church now. I live someplace else. So the, the report that you get when you do a good job with the little jobs that God gives you, I just believe that they come back multiplied for opportunities in the future. You you do the best job you can where you are, and that good reputation, that good word, will travel about you. I Don't love you that. Agree? I love you find that, Marnie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so it's so true, and it's so important to not. Um, um, not skip over that part of the the ministry development. Even I mean, even now you still speak at mobs groups. I do. I love talking to mobs. They are just the best audience. They're so hungry, and a lot of them are transplanted from places that their mamas live, and they just need somebody a little older. And I certainly qualify that way now somebody else to come alongside and say, you can do it, girl. You, you know, God put that baby in your life for a reason and you are the best mom that kid could have. And just talking to them about, um, and that is a a place where speakers, if you're willing to craft your skills and speak for very little money or maybe a potted plant or a thank you note, then MOPS is an excellent place to offer your services um, because they could use the encouragement and you can use the practice. (laughs) Right. That's excellent. That's excellent. Let's talk about the power of perseverance for just a little bit too. Um, We we touched on it earlier and I just wanted to give you an opportunity if you had prepared something in particular to share about that, to do that now. Sure. I really spoke anywhere somebody asks me to speak. I would talk about any topic they gave me, and I just went any place that I could. Like I said, when the babies were, when Jake and Eli were younger, I had to be, I had to leave and be back at my house by the time they got home from school. That was the deal. So I, but I, I took any any job that they that I could get that would give me an opportunity. And some, some, you know, sometimes it's humbling to talk for a potted plant because um, you just dream of making – sometimes we associate our value with a paycheck, and that's really um, an indicator of success in a lot of arenas, but it isn't in this one, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I think I want to address that right now too because there are speakers bureaus out there and for people who are very much in demand, um, they've they've written a book that has gone out, you know, gotten very popular or they have a ministry that's very large and there are speakers bureaus available at that level Mm -hmm. um, of speaking. Mm -hmm. But then like womenspeakers.com, when God put that in my heart, it was really for the yeah. local gals. And not to say, I mean, a lot of gals at womenspeakers.com have been asked to speak on very large platforms. It's not that. It's that when he put it in my heart, it's like there really isn't anything for the local mops groups and for the local mother-daughter tees. And, you know, these the, the, the retreat with 45 women instead of 200 women. Right. And, it, and would you just put together a speaker's 
uh, directory that would be for those people. And that really was right. my vision, has been my vision this whole time, which is real different. And it's not the same as someone who's doing it. Um, this is their only income. They are doing it full time. They're traveling. And some of those people are on womenspeakers.com and they do get engagements from there. But mostly at womenspeakers.com we have gals who are willing like you to speak or God calls them to trust God for the um, remuneration and that may not be <laughs> that may not be right here and now in, in the way of big money. Probably isn't usually. So um, just love that. And as far as perseverance too, did you have a point when you felt like you should just maybe stop for a while, maybe um, after you really got going, was there a point when you left and then came back again or have you just pretty much once you got going, kept going? It's been pretty steady. When the last boy graduated from high school, I asked God if I could have a turn. I just felt like I had mm-hmm. spent the last 25 or 30 years making other people's dreams come true. <laughs> I just said, God, could I have a turn? And he said, yes. So I asked mm-hmm. my husband, I remarried 12 years ago, I asked my husband, I said, could I have a turn? And he said, yes. <laughs> and so we went full tilt. And, and now I, I do a lot more speaking than I ever have before. And I love it. I'm full on, full active. I know we'll get to this later, but I, I launched in 2011. Instead of doing exclusively word of mouth, I campaign now for jobs. I, I want to go. So I do, um, you know, I ask every friend I have if they are involved in a church that uses an outside speaker. And I call, um, I Google churches in areas that I want to go to, you know, starting locally and then regionally and and then some of the bigger um, hubs in the country, just Googling big churches and saying, it's looking at those websites and seeing if they have a women's ministry presence on the website. Mm-hmm. Give them a right. call and see what the criteria would be to come. Mm-hmm. And I just have to encourage you guys, too, that this isn't the kind of thing what Robin just described. That's not the kind of thing you can do just once a month or once and never follow up. You you need to have some kind of a plan where you do it on a regular basis or at least a certain number each month or um, uh-huh. four months a year or something, and then that you follow up with them again because it's out of sight, out of mind, and you have to somehow remain on their radar um, so that when they have a need, um, your name will actually be something within their grasp. Otherwise, they might have really liked you on that call, you know, six months or nine months right. ago. They can't even remember your name or how to find you. You know, so you need to have some way to um, keep in touch. That's one of my favorite things about womenspeakers.com is it just sits you out right there. These women's yeah. ministry leaders come back time after time, and, and and really they only get to well, I mean if they're planning a conference, maybe they get to pick eight or twelve at a time, but a lot of them only get to pick one, you know. And the next year they need to pick one again, but they maybe had five or six of you in a in a basket. Like these are the women we're considering, the speakers we're considering, and it makes it easier for them to find you. Do you have um, in regard to that too? Um, do you have a, a schedule that you work? I kind of do. I. I do, um, there are certain hours during the day, and I, I write, I write new talks, I'm working on a book, and then I have this life that I have to maintain as well. I work another job, and um, 
for a, a brilliant dentist. And and I, my husband requires some attention, you know. So I just work a certain number of <laughs> <They> hours. <do>. <laughs> I say my husband's a full-time job, not because he's so much trouble, because I'm so blessed to have him. I just yeah. adore mm-hmm. this guy. Oh, he's he's easy to take care of, but I want to spend a lot of time with him. But I use I use a filing system, you know, a three by five card, and I just kind of keep track of when churches have ministry events, and then pull them in anticipation of those events. And you're right, you do need to come back to them. It's not a bad idea to send them an email or leave them with some kind of literature about you, so that they can remember. Um, not everybody can afford to have that great big national speaker come, and so we've. I, I'm trying to fill the space between gigantic, popular, wildly famous, and presumably expensive speaker, and the little lady who's been speaking. Uh, you know, just talent in a church that has uh, doing the best they can. So yep. I. I want to fill that gap. And honestly, I have gotten several jobs from womenspeakers.com. They, okay. They're looking for yeah. someone locally, and there, there I am. So I'm happy to be yep. part of that. Yep, yep. And, and that doesn't happen only locally, too. A lot of gals um, give me feedback that they're, they're going all over, not only the country, but even yes. internationally from the site. So I dare to I dream. The way that the, so hot with that. I said, I dare to dream. Maybe that's me next yeah, year. That's right, that's right. Because uh, the way the site is set up, of course, is that you want it, it's built to have you search locally first. And that's really right. what the vision was in my heart was for the gals yeah. who just had, needed somebody to drive 20 or 40 miles over, you know, right. that they'd never had to speak yet. And so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead real quick here before this next break and talk about stories. We're just going to get to tap into this, and then we'll come back. But um, you, you are a real big storyteller. And what do you feel like that does for your for your talks for your audience? Again, I think it's important to be compelling and entertaining when you are in front of the audience. From the platform, you need to be somebody. You need to be able to. Hold the audience attention, whether it's 10 people in a little semicircle or a couple hundred people sitting throughout an auditorium. You need to make sure that women are so busy. It's, it's got to be worth their time to come. And you don't ever want an event planner to be sorry that she had you as their speaker. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I work very hard to perfect and practice the speeches that I'm going to present, I make sure that that I'm relatable. I I think the big co- the big common denominator between me and the audience is transparency. I really want to be authentic. I want them to know that I am nobody special, but that I made a big mess and that God helped me clean it up and that He's for me. He would be for them. I want them to be able to look at me and not judge, oh, she's such a tinker toy, or she would never understand what I'm going through, or she doesn't have any idea. She's been in church her whole life. You know, people, we make assumptions based on how other mm-hmm. people look. And, and so I think the transparency is so important to make sure that there's a, 
there's a connection between me and the audience. And the only way you can do that, I believe, is through telling your story or part of it because then they can translate your story into their life and bring Jesus into the whole mix. Absolutely. And I love what you talk about. Um, we're going to come right back and talk about practice makes perfect along with several other things. We'll be right back and talk about that. Successfully maximizing the gifts God has given us is the best gift that we can give back to God. Are you 100% clear about why you're here, about how God defines success for you personally? Are you on track with God's plan for your life, the best life on planet Earth followed by the best possible eternity for you? If not, check out the Success Principles Intensive Training course over at Marnie.com. It's a six-hour online program that will change how you define and do your life from today forward. It's a biblical based approach to goal setting and achievement. So check it out under the training tab at Marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Sudrick and our guest today is Robin Dykstra. She's a speaker, a storyteller, a teacher, and she's here sharing her uh, strategies for building and growing a sustainable speaking ministry. Loving what you're sharing, Robin. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Marnie. Thank you. Yeah, we were talking right before a break about compelling stories and transparency, and we're going to talk next about practicing. And um, I was thinking about when... When I tell, when I get a funny story and I tell it, I laugh so hard at my own funny story that I can't get through it. And so right. I, have to, I have to practice and practice in order to be able to get through it, really to do it publicly like that. And it's the same thing with a very sad story. Um, right. I'll just sob all the way through. <laughs> but if I right. practice enough, um, then I can do it. So when you talk about practicing makes nearly perfect, what are some of the ways in which you practice and some of the um, maybe strategies that you can share? Sure. I agree entirely with what you were saying. You Sometimes you'll tell a story and it's so sad it makes you, you cry um, and you need to be able to practice that enough so that you can get through it and not lose your audience for sure. So I practice in front of a mirror. I have Mm -hmm. my own little music stand, and I put my notes on it, and I pretend that the plants are my audience, and I practice it in in my home. (laughs) And then I also belong to two speaking clubs. So I belong to Toastmasters International, which gives me an opportunity not only to speak but to be evaluated. And I also belong to a private speakers group in Grand Rapids, And it gives us the opportunity to hear up to 20 minutes of any given talk and then get critiqued about it. So those are two ways, joining a a speaking club. Another way to practice would be to go to a Speak Up With Confidence. Carol Kent and her team put on Speak Up With Confidence or Lisa Turkhurst and Proverbs 31 Ministries offer She Speaks. And both of these places, and I'm sure there are others, will give you a a window, a five-minute or a ten-minute piece. You can can present it in front of a critiquing crew, and then they'll videotape it if you want to, and a professional speaker, widely recognized speaker or coach, will go through that 
speech with you and outline your strengths and weaknesses. You get the same kind of feedback from a Toastmasters group. And sometimes I've got to tell you that the evaluations that I hear about other speakers are every bit as important as the ones that I get for myself because I think, oh, I do that. I have that lip tick or, oh, I do that with my hand or, oh, I fidget. So you, when you see how other people are evaluated, you can translate that to the things that you do as well. Yep, absolutely. And another thing besides doing it in front of the mirror, I did this, I started doing this when I was, um, my first book came out and I was doing um, some TV home shows. And so I would set up the camcorder and I would set up the whole layout of like, I was doing for Kitchen Shortcuts at that time, set up the whole layout and I would go through it. And oh my goodness, you know, you can do it in the mirror and never see what you see when you've got it camcorder. So again, that's just another step um, forward if you don't have a group or even if you do have a group, to just go ahead and do your whole presentation in front of a camcorder, sit down and listen to it and just say, you know, if I was being really pretty critical of this, what would I say I could do to improve? And you're going to be your own most harsh judge usually. Right. Um, so right. don't don't cream yourself and quit. But <laughs> but right. I do, do really take it seriously because you'll find you'll find that you never knew that you were doing things that you are doing. That is such a good 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 idea, and my goodness, with the iPads and the videos and yep. the phones, I mean, the quality wouldn't be ter- tremendous, but it would certainly let you see if you rock or, you know, pull play with your hair. You know, there would be some really obvious things that would jump right out at you. Right, absolutely, absolutely, and it's something that we can all do and something that can really make a difference because back to the number three, the good reports one, if you get a, a, an opportunity to speak in front of a group and then you blow it, you really don't do a good yeah. job. There, you're not going to, from that particular group, you're not going to get a lot of recommendations to go forward. Now, that's, that's saying something that I want to just come back to for one second because, I, I mean, I, some of the most powerful speeches I've ever seen have been read. Um, the person really doesn't look up. They just uh-huh. look at their paper <laughs> and they get right. through it. But because yeah. of the motivation, the number one thing, and because of the prayer that went into it, it was so powerful. And that person gets invited to share that same story place after place after place. And after a period of time, the paper is no longer necessary and the person right. has the confidence to do it. So I'm not saying that you won't ever get asked unless you're perfect, shoot, get out of the shoot. That's not what we're trying to say. But we are trying to say that practicing is just a kindness to yourself. It's a kindness to your audience. And you can do it. If God gives you the time, do the practice. That's an excellent way to say it. That's an excellent way to say it. It's a kindness to yourself and it's a kindness to your audience. Yeah, that's good. Now, one of the things we're going to come back to uh, is to be visible. Be able to be found. Right, it's a busy world. So one of the things that you can do is register at womenspeakers.com. Super simple to do. No, No, you did not. (laughs) But it's super simple. The the website is easy to navigate, and it allows an opportunity for you if you don't have a website or a like a social media presence yet. 
a really good way to get references out there and your picture and your main topics. My goodness, the topic, the, the speaker pages are so easy to navigate. And so that's one really good way. Um, if you are able to put together a website with some samples of your talking, your little bio and whatnot, that's another way to do it. Anyone can put together a, um, a professional Facebook page and be part of LinkedIn. I don't know that that's the first place event planners would look for a speaker, but they are places that people go to 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 make sure for references. So it might not be a place that they look for a speaker, but it is a place where they check audience feedback about the speaker. And Absolutely. one way I will tell you that one way that you can get some samplers is a lot of churches now have videos and the video cameras in the back of their auditoriums. And if you are presenting at a Christmas program or a Bible study, whatever, and there's somebody at the soundboard that could just flip it on, at least you'd have, not only for evaluation purposes, but you might be able to take a piece of that tape and put it on a, web, on a website or on your Facebook page just for a sampler. You bet. You bet. And being visible, when, when, I think of, um, when I think of being visible, I think of the event planner who has heard of you before. Okay, so there's, there's two sides of it. There's the side that they've got to hear of you at some point, some way. And then there's mm -hmm. the one who's heard of you or um, maybe you called her or sent her a packet or maybe you uh, connected with her on Facebook and just let her know you're a speaker, whatever. She's heard of you, right. but now she wants to find you. How is it that she's going to remember you? So you want to have not only your name, which is easy to forget. You know, six months down the road, right. she probably can't remember your name anymore. So what right. can she remember about you? What is there that's unique about you that she can remember? Is it going to be that you live in this little teeny town? She'd be like, oh, yeah, but if I go to womenspeakers.com or if I search online with her name in that town, I'll be able to find her. Right. You know, uh, what is it? You have to have something that's going to make you be able to be found again. And it may just be your topic um, that you really set up your website so that all through your website you're talking about this one topic and then with your name and your location she'd be able to find you. So That's being good. visible when you um, when the other thing I was thinking about womenspeakers.com is that if you can buy the domain that has your first and last name or maybe first middle yeah. initial and last name or something like that, do it. Like Robin Dykstra, that's an example. Yeah. Marnie, my name is so unique, M A R N I E that I can just go with my first right. name and that's so unique. Um, if you can buy the domain, the .com that has your name on it, do that. And then even if you can't set up a website, what you can do is you can just forward it. It's called an Any Domain Host. We'll teach you how to do that in just you know 30 seconds. You can forward it over to your page at Women's Speak. Actually have a website. That way you can start to promote um, uh -huh. to promote your ministry using a .com with your own name in it. And another thing that people do, like robindykstra.com is perfect or marnie.com is perfect, but let's say I, I, there's one speaker that is, I think it's Robin Speaks, um, and .com, and so if you can't get your whole name, put the word speaker, speaker, or women speaker, or something like that in with it and buy that domain and then forward it over to your already set up profile at womenspeakers.com. Be visible, be able to be found. Those search engines like to find 
uh, find you if they can. But, of course, there's so much out there to be able to find you. It's hard unless you have given it some helpful tips. Uh, about being visible, do you have any other strategies that you use to keep keep yourself in front of people? I really rely on word of mouth a lot and my and that Facebook presence just constantly posting using the people who've already seen me talk like my page and you know hopefully that funnels into their news feed so that so that there is a constant presence and then um, you know using using the the online presence just to to be visible. And I did want to say too that those domain names are not very expensive. I don't remember right. if mine was like 10 or $20. Right, just exactly. They, they, they just aren't very expensive. So it's that is a really, really good reasonable and easy site. now. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's a really good Good. Advice. Good. Well, let's talk about ask not, have not. <laughs> well, I did touch on this a little bit earlier. I swear I've made a million phone calls. <laughs> to places that have that I thought would be able to use me. And the the one thing I started doing is in June or July I would call I would go on the MOPS International website and find clubs that were, were within twenty miles of me and then just call those churches and ask if it would be appropriate to contact the MOPS director or coordinator and then tell her what topics I have available and when my availability was and see if she would be willing to use me during the year because the MOPS girls usually set their speaking speakers up during the summer, which is not really when most other people are setting up their speaking things. Right. Those are usually so done in the, in the first of the year around September. So yeah. I call those. I also um, I ask every friend and acquaintance if they have a contact that I could call. I ask event planners that have already used me for other leads, and I ask them if I can come back at some point if it's appropriate. Um, obviously, you don't get called back for retreat after retreat year after year, but maybe I could be in an every five or seven year cycle. So I, I will always say if you liked me this year, please don't don't feel like you can't call me in five years. I've been doing this for 20. I plan on doing it for a lot more. <laughs> so ask me back for sure because they don't, you know, that some people just don't think like that. Oh, right. yeah, I can have her back. Right, and the other thing too is if they had you for, let's say maybe they had you for a women's day out or a mother-daughter tea or something, then you can go back and you can say, you know, I also do retreats and I would right. love to come back and spend more time with your women. It, you know, and if yeah. you're sincere about it um, and they enjoyed you, they would really consider that because they've already, um, I'll use the word vetted, they've already checked you out. Right. They already know right. how you are. And they right. would really prefer to have a known commodity to an unknown commodity coming in for a bigger event like a retreat or a large conference. So if you've already yeah. been there and they liked you, be sure to to pitch it back that you could come for a bigger a bigger thing. And you don't have to say bigger thing, but that you could come back right. that you could mention and some of the different things that you've done. Right, like that. I loved what you said earlier too. Um, 
in, in a setting, in a church setting where there's a video camera or even an audio recording system set up, if right. you don't ask many times, they won't turn it on. But if you ask somebody, right. they turn it on. So uh, why not right. just ask? What are some of the things that maybe you've asked for uh, through the years that that you can think of that you probably wouldn't have gotten if you didn't? Yeah, I I send I I make a little sampler. My husband makes um, is really clever with uh, video and audio stuff, and so he'll make up a sampler of different faces that I make during the talk, or he'll make uh. up a, a sampler. <laughs> of just really funny snippets that I would say. And so I can email those to every person in my email list and say, take a look at this. And if you think, if you can think of somebody who who would find this amusing or would use it again, feel free to forward it on. But I, I, I just, um, you know, I just keep asking and, and when new ideas come to me, I just use them, I guess. Yeah, right. Right, that's great. Yeah. Well, this is Marnie Sweber. Today we're visiting with Robin Dykstra. Her website is robindykstra.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-D-Y-K-S-T-R-A.com. We're going to come right back and talk about investing in audiences, being polite, being professional, and being relevant. Not irrelevant, being relevant. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yes. Are you registered to receive the Marnie Minute? Have you sometimes missed out on training or connection opportunities because you didn't know about them in advance? Visit Marnie.com and select free updates to receive email notifications so you will never miss a beat. That's free updates over at Marnie.com. Welcome back. And if you are interested in getting the Marnie Minute updates and being in on everything that goes on over there. You want to just ask for the free gift. Um, a little different words for you now. We've got to update that commercial, but um, the the free gift, you get all kinds of great stuff when you register for a free gift over at money.com. You get the time and life management seminar. That's a $30 value, and you get my personal memorization system that's an online memorization system since I was a kid because I really struggle with memorizing but I've memorized hundreds and hundreds of verses and that system has helped me a lot, helps a lot of people. And there's more over there too, so just register for a free gift and then you'll get the Marty Minutes from then on. Very good. Well, our guest today, Robin Dykstra, has been sharing with us some of her own strategies for building and growing a sustainable speaking ministry and these are all things that anybody can do um, Robin, they're all so practical and doable and just God-honoring. There's just so much you've shared with us here. We're going to move into the part here about investing in attendees. And I, I, just, I just am so excited that you included this in your list. Yeah. Well, I think it's important um, that you don't start thinking so much of yourself that you, my sister says, don't think you're all that in a bag of chips, right? So yeah. the way I I look at this is that that event planner wants her women to experience something really unique and special. So the only thing I use the green room for is to hang my coat up. Once I walk through that door, I am fully invested in every woman who's at that venue I don't. I eat lunch with them. I take pictures with them. I pray with them, and I know that I'm nobody special. I understand my role, but there is something kind of 
about having the outsider, the speaker, spend a little time at your table or ask to see pictures of your grandkids or have some fun with you, that makes the, the retreat even better for the participants. So it's really important that you use that um, not celebrity status. I kind of think of it like you're the bride at the wedding. And the bride goes to all the different tables, and, and it's, Im- it's important for her to greet all of her guests. And that's how I look at the audience, that they are guests. They didn't come to my house. I'm at their house. But I want to make sure that they get what they came for, and that is to experience something really unique and special. So if they need prayer, I will pray with them. If they just want to have their picture taken, I'm all for that too. I you know, I just want yeah. to sure that they they have what uh, some experience with me. I love that. And we just uh last week we're at a an appreciation banquet and the speaker was a man who had graduated from the college we were working with and and oh, yeah. he what had gone on to be a highway patrolman. He was a highway patrolman for 30 years. He retired recently, and he was the speaker, and he shared just um, back to the stories. He shared amazing stories that just still mm-hmm. are going through my head. Um, but when he was up there, one of the things that really struck me the most was that he kept on saying a phrase over and over, that it wasn't about me. It was about the uniform. And uh-huh. what he meant by then is, is right. that he had been given a trust. He had been given a position of authority. And whenever he had his uniform on, he would he would go out of his way to to spend a moment speaking to a child, a senior citizen, a handicapped person, or someone who was in an ethnicity that he felt like in that setting was um, possibly not honored as much as the others. And he said right. just by spending a moment with them, it elevated their own perception of themselves because they felt honored. And that's exactly what you're saying is that uh, as the speaker, you actually, it's not about you, it's about the uniform. <laughs> it's about the position. Right, exactly. And, and, and you, get this, you get this moment there that you have the opportunity to really change somebody's experience by just giving a, giving a moment of your time, giving a moment right. of your attention, and, and really honoring them as a human being and as a person, as an attendee. So I love that, and I'm so glad that you included that. What about being mm-hmm. polite? Well, what I meant by that is it's important to say please and thank you. If I say, please give me the opportunity to speak to your women, I definitely need to come back and say thank you for the time that we spent together. And beyond that, I will always ask an event planner if she would provide me another please. Would you please provide me with uh, an endorsement? Your experience of of my speaking at, with your women, because that that woman's word of mouth she may tell other people, but I can also use that um, as a reference point for other event planners. If you, if I'm in, I don't know, Platteville, Wisconsin, where I was a couple weeks ago, and someone else in that vicinity is calling me, then I can say, please feel free to contact the event planner at Platteville. This is what she had to say about me. So. Um, I ask for a reference and an endorsement after I say thank you. And the other thing I do is I always take a like a gift bag 
to my event planners. Just a little taste of Grand Rapids. We're known, Western Michigan is known for our cherries, chocolate, coffee, and furniture. I don't take furniture, but I take, um, <laughs> I take a little gift bag, a little taste of Grand Rapids with me just to say thank you. They, they, um, I really appreciate the opportunity to come, and I want them to remember me. Wow, I've never heard of that, and I think it's beautiful. Wow, it's just a step, a step above how important to be memorable. I mean, how yeah. easy to be remembered when you're the only speaker that's come in years that has brought the event planner a gift. And they work so hard. <laughs> event planners work so hard, they and do. you are very much the unsung hero. That's really cool. I yes. love it. Okay, yes. and about being yes. professional. I think that means just being careful with other people's secrets. Women tell you at retreats and conferences stuff that they haven't spoken out loud maybe ever. And I just want you I just want potential speakers to recognize that that's not fodder for another talk without permission. You have to be really careful with women's secrets and to be careful with women's hearts. Um, you need to be professional on the job. You know, dress well, speak well, practice your craft. But beyond that, you have to be really careful with the secrets people tell you in confidence. And and I think that when you're using a story from the stage um, that is in any way um, maybe personal or private, you want to mention that you have permission to tell this story or at least that you have changed the name in the story. Um, so that yep. people can trust you because the the very worst feeling is that you can't trust this speaker, that you don't want right. to go there. Exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. professional too, if they, if they have guidelines for you, um, you know, the most obvious guideline is what time you need to be there, um, but if they have a guideline for how long you should speak or what you should wear, or how you should behave, be sure to to comply with that. I always see it as coming under an authority. And when you walk right. into any kind of a, a new place, there is an authority in that room. And I, I guess I learned this from Johnny Erickson Tata, but she, whenever she goes into anywhere new, she identifies who is in authority. And she purposefully brings herself under the authority of that person as if they were God. Not, not that she would sin for them, but that she would just do anything that they asked her to do. Um, that wasn't offensive to God, and so she just made a, a purpose for that. And, and she's been stated as from leaders around the world as one of the most humble people they've ever met. And that's really why is because she made it an intent to submit herself to subject herself to whatever rules or guidelines they wanted to impose on her. And I just encourage you to do that to it. It seems unprofessional to um, possibly to some to say that you're going to be or conform to whatever standards are in the present. But actually, it's just what Christ is asking us to do is to submit to one another. That is so good because the language speaker, if you would speak to different churches, there is a different language that they might use, and you have to be careful not to overstep the boundaries there. I think that's really good advice. That's so true, and, and it makes me think, too, if you are speaking cross-denominationally um, between uh, churches, you want to really be sensitive to what their own 
denominational understandings are of scripture and you yeah. this is not the time for you to correct them it corrects the Hi. entire denomination um and it's it's not the time for you to like if if they're more of a reserved group well just then you usually raise your hands just keep your hands down this time you know it's fine yeah. god knows your heart and uh, you don't have to be correcting them as an entire group uh, that's really right. not why they brought you in unless of course it is why they brought you in but um typically right. a speaker isn't brought in to do something like that usually that's going to happen from a higher authority than a guest speaker. So just be professional when you go and just be thinking about if you brought in a guest uh, for your event, how would you want them to behave and you really would want them to just fit in, to be comfortable so that the people can relax and listen and hear what you're saying. And not have to clean up a mess after you leave. Oh, my goodness, yeah. For sure, for sure. And then the last one is being relevant, and we're talking about that right now. I mean, that is what we're talking about. But what is another thought you had on the relevance? Just what is the takeaway that the event planner wants to have happen? Does she want you just to entertain the troops? Is this just an in-house event to reward the women who've been working so hard? Or is this an event that you really want, other women to understand there's a teaching moment that has to happen. There's just been a huge tornado that went through our city. So it's a whole different talk than it would be if that tornado hadn't come through. So make sure that you know what the talk is supposed to be about and what the takeaway is supposed to be. The, you know, the temperature of the group needs to be taken into account. Oh, I love that. And there's really nothing more disappointing for an event planner than to have a specific, I'm going to say agenda, to have a specific goal or purpose in her uh-huh. heart. For instance, uh, this is an outreach. We want you to clearly um, share a plan right. of salvation. And then the speaker just, oops, I ran out of time. You know, that's just, <laughs> that's why they brought you. So make sure to ear to the ground there and and pay attention to what they what they need, what they expect and how you can best do it. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, Robin, right. we're just about out of time here. Did you have a final thought or anything that you wanted to share here before the end of the show? Just what a pleasure it's been to speak with you, Marnie, and what a pleasure it's been to serve Jesus as a speaker. And I just hope that the women who've been or men have been listening get some good pointers from it and um, that God would honor their the desire of their heart as well. Oh, that's great. Well, we love having you at womenspeakers.com. I've just enjoyed this hour so much, getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, what you've shared with us here is so important and valuable and just tremendous stuff, you guys, too, if you want to learn more about speaking. Um, There's a whole section over at marnie.com. If you go under the speaking tab, there's speaker training there as well as womenspeakers.com. Encourage you to check out the speaker training. There's lots more great stuff than the wrapping program that will be included in that shortly. Thank you so much, Robin. Loved having you today. Thank you very much, Marnie. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for being here. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day and a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye now. <laughs>